3: It's Wyatt's World with Wyatt Wheeler, presented by the Springfield News Leader.
4: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Wyatt's World. Apologies for the last few weeks. I have been sick. I have not felt good at all to where I have not been able to get around to a Wyatt's World podcast Um, That's really been going on for the last month, but I've really hit a strong, uh, like I'm on a good streak of putting days together. As you'll hear some of these coaches here later on in this podcast, just trying to stack days together one day at a time. We are back, and I am happy to have this podcast up and going again. Wyatt's World Podcast, thanks for coming back. If you're hearing this, it means a lot right now. Uh, Rough few weeks, but we're, we're we're on the up and up. Missouri Valley Conference Media Day, Uh, feeling great enough to go up to make the drive up to St. Louis, hang out with some good Valley friends across the league, hear about how Missouri State and Dana Ford's team is going to be this year, Um, and to listen to coaches use a lot of cliches. So this podcast, we have a lot of, there's a lot of fun in this one. going to have some good friends join me um, as I try to investigate who the one person was who voted for Missouri State to be the preseason favorite Um, out of the 60 plus votes there was one person that voted for Missouri State as the number one team it wasn't me I put them fourth uh, the Bears ended up being sixth. Everybody's confused. Who was that one person who picked the Bears? Um, I could not find them, but I did my darndest to find them. You hear in this, Paul Oren, Valparaiso, the Victory Bell. Co- he covers Valparaiso for the Victory Bell. Awesome, dude. Awesome uh, listen on also, awesome things to subscribe to is one of those substra- subtract Substack things or uh, you get the emails I'm subscribed I love it anything to support Paul uh, even though he's a Green Bay Packers fan Jeff Bidwell he's a play-by-play voice uh, Murray State uh, talked to him a little bit about Dairy Queen and the Racers and if he was the person to pick Missouri State number one uh, Anthony Christensen he covers Evansville for the Courier Press and Randy Reinhart first time on the job for Illinois State uh, he writes for the Panagraph, taking over for Jim Benson, uh, friend that I've had on uh, radio shows in the past. Um, someone who's uh, who's a mentor to me growing up, and you. So you hear from all that. We got a useless sound montage where you hear all of the pointless crap that a lot of the coaches say, um, with that you can't really use in an article, and it just doesn't sound good. And uh, and you're gonna find out how. Uh, Uh, what the key word is for these coaches going into the season, how they're feeling going into it. And then you finish off by hearing from Missouri State. Um, Dana Ford talks to the media. Alston Mason, Chance Moore joined him. Uh, Two guys that are in for big years and uh, bigger roles. So welcome back to Wyatt's World. Appreciate you joining. Um, Here is my hunt for... Who picked Missouri State to pick finish first? While previewing some other teams, joking around before the useless sound montage, and then finishing up with Missouri State. But appreciate you listening. We'll have a lot more over the next few weeks. Got Missouri State's own media day coming up. You'll hear from Slate, some of the Lady Bears: Beth Cunningham, Dana Ford again, more players. Um, just going to try to have some fun with this, and then we'll of course talk about football and stuff. Uh, Basketball, high school football playoffs coming up here soon. Uh, but happy to feel better, happy to be back around, um, feeling up to being able to do this. Uh, appreciate you listening. All right, Jeff Midwell here with with uh, you cover Missouri or. Er- Murray, msu murray state i get it confused too correct did you pick were you the one that picked missouri state to be number one
2: i was not no it was not
4: me why didn't you do that
2: uh you i think it wasn't me no no i know it wasn't you but your general disdain for the murray dairy queen is it's worn on me a little bit in the brief amount of time I've known you, so oh. I I just could not bring myself to do
4: it. I don't know if it's disdain. I think I would want to eat there, That's, but I don't get why it's closed from November to
2: March. It's all about supply and demand, uh-huh. and you limit that supply, you 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 hold down the people of Murray, and then it's just like the sunshine comes out. It's freaking blizzards for everybody, man.
4: Why is that the one? Why is that the number one place when I Google what to eat in Murray, Kentucky? It's Dairy Queen.
2: I think it's the only place to eat in Murray, frankly. So, I mean, it's Murray's a growing metropolis, but it takes time to get that second ice cream location. So right now we're just riding, riding with the DQ. How's Sonic? How's Sonic doing? How's uh, McDonald's or is it just, you know, that milkshake machine doesn't ever work at McDonald's. So (laughs) that's not a reliable secondary option. Tell me about Murray
4: State right now. Just uh, what's what's the outlook for them? Why are they going to be better? Why would you pick them to beat the Bears
2: this year? <laughs> well, it's October 17th, so everybody's optimistic and everybody's feeling good about things. So it's just nice that this year uh, there's actually some guys returning as opposed to last year, and I think there's – they're in that group of teams where they can finish third or they can finish eighth and I don't know that anybody's going to be surprised where they fall in that group. And why are they not just John Morant's former
4: school? I mean, what's good about this school to where they're going to be good? Oh
2: man, now you're sticking me with hard questions. There we go. They are John Morant's favorite school. Favorite school, former school, all of that. They got Jaw shoes. I mean, that that's a big deal, right? Uh, uh, Should I call my shot right now that they're going to cut down the nets here in five months? Yes. Will that make news? That'll make news. All right. All right. You you heard it here first. I'm now, I'm I'm accepting a paycheck from Murray State University, so take that as you will. But um, no, but your readers don't need to know that or listeners here. So yeah, they will cut the nets down here.
4: Well, you guys heard it here first. Murray State, Will Whip Valley, and it wasn't Jeff who picked them, the Bears, to finish first. Correct. No. All
2: the respect in the world for the Bears, not number
4: one. And no respect for me. Little, little, little. Yeah, I don't yeah. blame you. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on and go find the next person. Thank, Thank you, Jeff. Randy, yes, you, sir. Cover, you cover Missouri. You could, why do I keep saying that? I keep saying Missouri when I keep that's all that's been on the mind. You cover you cover color, cover, cover, <laughs> Illinois State for for the pantograph. My that's my uh, that's what I grew up reading. Grew up reading you. If uh, that makes you feel any younger, um, it, it doesn't. Were you the one to pick Missouri State to finish first? I was not. No. Why not? Because uh, I didn't think they deserved to be picked first. So you picked Illinois State to be first? No, definitely. No, nobody did. It's in the thing. Well, I'm just, I'm just,
5: nobody I'm just quizzing did. you. Why didn't you do that? Because <laughs> they definitely didn't deserve to be picked first. Well, Ryan Pete and Ryan. Oh, well, got with on, Drake. Ryan's Ryan's got them on the rise. Don't worry. Oh, I think they're. Yeah, I think they are on the rise, I and mean, they've, they've done a good job with this. uh... Second year of the program with him. I think they will show some progress. So you've gone from covering the
4: women's team. Are you still covering the women's team? you can uh, going to do that too. I cover everything. Yes. You're covering everything. Yes. I mean, that's. Uh, I feel you there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so are you going to be? So, what have you noticed the difference between covering the men's team right now versus the women's? Is that can be better food? Is that can be Avanti's at night? Just uh, during before games. What are we looking at here? I would say
5: better food is a is a huge uh, is a huge part of it, especially here today. It's been uh, been very nice. So yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, covering the men's side of the valley. What
4: have you noticed? What do you look for here? Do you, how much do you have to go to Jim Benson? Jim Benson doesn't really know that much in the first place. But here you are taking over his role. With just
5: uh, what have you learned about the men's team, and how good are they going to be? Oh, I, I'm sure Jim would help if I uh, if I gave him a call. But he's retired, and he doesn't need to. I'll learn as I go here, and I'm, that's what I'm doing. So, after all this time, I'm uh, giving the men's uh, men's side a shot, and I think it's going to be fun. What's Jim even do? Uh, is Jim plays golf. He plays it's- golf, and he visits his grandkids. I think that's all. Yeah.
4: I mean, what, yeah. why 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 did he retire? It's basketball. He's this is all he's known. What's he doing?
5: Uh-huh. So he wants to play with the grandkids, and and he's old too. So, I mean, he's uh, he, he's earned it with his. Uh, longevity he's like a younger old he's not the old
4: old but uh, true yeah. but he's like he's like a, he's got some pep in his step all right so you yeah. didn't pick the bears first where'd you pick them
5: uh boy I'd have to go back and look I would guess probably somewhere in that fifth or sixth range but I I do not remember exactly where I picked them. is
4: that because you don't like former Illinois State uh, basketball player Dana Ford? Not at all. Dana's a fine man. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. That's exactly what I want. All right. right. Thanks. You are not the person to pick them. Anthony, do you cover Missouri State? Uh, No, you cover Evansville. I'm bad at the podcasting game, that's why I go back and edit, you'll hear, some, you'll hear my voice over just like, Anthony covers Missouri State and over, over that will be Evansville, <laughs> like a little robot, but did, were you the one in fact to pick Missouri State as the number one team in the league? I was not,
0: no. Who do you think it was? Ooh, I, I I thought it was you at first. It wasn't me. I know I not. know it wasn't you because when I asked you, you said it wasn't, and I take you for your word. I. am a journalist. Trust, I don't I, tell a lie. I yeah, you're a trustworthy guy, and <laughs> I would trust you with my life. So.
4: Well, I mean, you cover Evansville, and of course, the preseason power rankings from my Twitter account were released. What were your takeaways from where they were picked to finish in the league?
0: Uh, they were they they were picked above the bus. So that's I think the biggest takeaway. Um, and for the first time in a long time that I've seen Evansville above the bus, maybe the first time ever, honestly.
4: Is, is there any chance you think David is driving the bus this season?
0: Uh, if driving the bus is in first place, probably not. Uh, but if driving the bus is steady progress from you know building a program with a long-term vision, I do think that... That would be driving.
4: Is there should I should I have put them under the bus? I mean, what's your outlook for this? Why is this team better than uh, the bus? That, that me rather getting hit by a bus and watching the team.
0: I would say obviously they're they're a lot bigger than they were last year. They're a lot more athletic than they were a year ago. Uh, I think overall just they're deeper. They've got a lot more you know, weapons on the team. Uh, a lot more a lot more guys who are going to take the load off of Kenny Strawbridge. Mm-hmm. And and Yassine Toomey, those two were, you know, the big the big contributors from last year and weren't very efficient because they were you know, relied upon so much. But uh, I think you're going to see a more balanced scoring effort as opposed to you know going to those guys a lot. So I think there's there's a lot of aspects of Evansville that's going to be better this season. So where'd you
4: so where'd you pick the Bears? I mean, when we're going to your valley rank your your power rankings,
0: there were you were you putting them? Uh, they're above the bus, so. Uh, no need to worry about, about the bus coming, but I think I put them fifth, sixth, I believe, somewhere in that range. Fifth,
4: sixth, that makes sense. And uh, of course, you probably put, you did not put Evansville at number one. I did not, know. Uh, so, I mean, we got objective journalism being taken place here Big on, J journalism. On, on Media Day. We're proud of ourselves. Um, why is Evansville a better Indiana city than Terre Haute?
0: Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well you have the beautiful Ohio River. You know, can't beat part. a
4: can't beat a river. They you got the wawash, right? What is Womash, a wawash? Uh, they have the prison that holds the uh <laughs> pirate from uh the one that said I'm Captain now, the Tom Hanks.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh then there's uh I mean you got Taronis, you got Kipples. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, other things. There's not the, the fertilizer plant or whatever it is in Terre Haute that sometimes gives off a smell, so there's, no, there's not that in Evansville.
4: I've heard about this um, breakfast buffet. Is there a breakfast bu- buffet with, uh, I don't know if it's rabbi that would do that?
0: I don't know if I've been in Evansville long enough to tell you the truth. To be honest, I've never heard of this. <laughs> well,
4: you might have to do your research. So uh, Get to yeah. know your city. <laughs> All right, Anthony failed. Goodbye. <laughs> Call Oren. Who covers Missouri State, but not really. He covers <laughs> Valparaiso for the victory bell. How many times is
1: that victory bell going to be ringing this year? Um, quite a few. Um, because I'll ring one every time I'm done with a the story. There we right? go. That's all. Uh, look, I want to be clear about this. You've said all these other people about covering Missouri State. I might be the only person in the league who covered one of these players as his own, so to speak, in uh, Donovan. It makes a lot
4: of sense. And he wasn't here today. I know you were hoping to see him. I know he ruined one of your birthdays. That's all right. Um, were you the one? Do you have enough belief in Donovan Clay and what Missouri State men's basketball is doing to be the one person who voted for Missouri State to be the champion of the Missouri Valley Conference in 23 24?
1: Well, first of all, I have enough belief in Donovan Clay that I voted him on the preseason first team. I do not have enough belief in missouri state to vote them anywhere except for the exact middle because they've got a history of if you pick them high they go low if you pick them low they go high and i don't know what they're going to be so i picked them in the exact middle and that's where they finished
4: if you pick them in the middle do you think they finish middle high or middle low now i mean no i think they moved to a new conference that's a good that's a good point conference usa Sun Belt. Even the Ohio Valley, if you like valleys and everything. So. I,
1: I think if they want to continue in the valley, they'd have to go uh, Ohio or uh, there's probably a valley out east somewhere. They
4: can, cut, they can follow Western Illinois. That's what they have. I mean, I went up there the other day and that happened to be one of the worst football
1: teams I've ever seen in my life. So I used to uh, travel to Macomb, Illinois with Valpo in mm. the mid-con days. And let me tell you that if the movie theater was closed, you were in for a long week because there was nothing to do. I wonder what movies we're playing then, like, oh, no, no, little little known fact. We were going to go and uh, see Ali. We thought they thought Ali was going to be the movie. We all got in the theater and then it was Lord of the Rings. And I got up to go see why we weren't seeing Ali come back in five minutes later. Didn't understand anything going on in the movie. Rewatched the movie two years ago, realized that first five minutes is a whole exposition of the entire franchise. And if you miss that first five minutes, you really have no idea what's going on. They're just a couple short guys walking around with a ring in their hand. And uh, so I w- would have rather seen Ali and Macomb.
4: Lord of the Rings, good fr- franchise. Um, Ali. have. Uh, f- Where's this interview going? Will Smith has had some has had some weird stuff going on in news in recent days. How do you think that will
1: impact the Missouri Valley Conference season? Oh, that's hard. Um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, You ask the hard questions. I am glad that I do not have to be under your microscope uh, all that often. You
4: look at Valparaiso. Now, I know you saw the Missouri Valley Conference power rankings that were released. They are, they are picked to finish 20th behind getting hit by a bus this season. Um, just what is your reaction to that? Um, I'm sure that it gives a massive chip on your shoulder as its beat writer.
1: It really does, right? I feel like, uh, like there's a lot of people who are looking. Uh, I, yeah, like I need all the subscribers that I can get. And if Valpo is behind the bus, I feel like they might not pay attention. So you've hurt my brand Mm. by picking them behind the bus. So I'm taking money out of your pocket right now. But you also give me money because you're a uh, subscriber. subscriber. But you're like a founding member subscriber. You pay more to me than my mother does uh, for subscribing. And my father doesn't even subscribe. He Mm. asked me the other day, should I? And I said, only if you care about my financial stability going forward. Did you
4: just tell me that I'm paying more money for this than others who are subscribed right now?
1: Uh, next question. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to
4: look at my subscriptions, <laughs> or rocket money or something. Um, Roger Powell Jr. Yes. new coach. I L L I N I. One of my favorite players from my childhood, and it made me feel old seeing the gray in his beard. Um, I want to run through a wall when I hear him speak. He's a good talker. Um, how do you think that's how do you think that's going to go? You yeah, know, I mean, he's going to be talking they they're not supposed to do very well. But.
1: Look, I think this is going to be a long year from the wins and losses perspective, but not a long year from the wins and losses in press conferences perspective. I think the interviews are going to be great. I'm set up to have a really good year with Roger because I think again, he he's he's got a good message in all seriousness, right? Like He's done it the right way. They're probably not going to be good this year, but they're probably not going to be good because they went young. They could have brought in a bunch of fifth years and kind of got on that transfer portal carousel. They didn't do that. They're going to have some growing pains. And, you know, he's Darius Diavero said today, like, we're going to shock the world. And so finishing above the bus would be shocking the world, I think. I don't know how far... They have to go to shock the world in your power rankings. I like how
4: you say that it's going to be a good year for your press conferences because it's all about us. It really is.
1: It truly is.
4: I think that's what people are missing when they hear some of these, these writings, these interviews. They don't call this Coaches and Players Day. They call it Media Day. Yeah, it's our day, not theirs. So, I mean we should have gotten i don't know why they're not taking more photos of us as i see other coaches getting
1: behind the behind the scenes really i mean i did my hair for this and everything so I'm, i'm taking you did not put valparaiso as number one I did not. I picked Valpo 12th, and interestingly enough, Valpo fans on the old uh, artist formerly known as Twitter today are are pushing back on me and wondering why I picked them to finish 12th. Mm, Wyatt, they have three players on the team that were on the team last year, and their leading returning score averaged 4.1 points per game. You see, I actually picked them
4: 13th when I sent my email to Mike Kerr. I heard about this, yes. That's a fact, loyola 12th
1: um no it was the bus the bus. oh the bus actually okay the bus okay made, the
4: bus made a t- return to my uh made, made the official submission so
1: i'm going to turn this around on you because you've been asking all the questions Uh-oh. what was your favorite moment of we are important day today or media day excuse me well you you brought up tony spaghetti um <laughs> you brought up
4: tony spaghetti when asking uh, connor hickman a question that was fun, that was fun uh, Jack was awesome mean story after story. Um, he was a winner of today. Um, some of the best dressed players. Uh, we've, we've kind of Duke
1: Dean from Bradley Duke, Duke was Dean, well Bradley. dressed.:
4: I like Austin Mason with the hair and the, sun, and, the, and the glasses. I thought he was looking sharp. We had a bow tie from Bo, from Winborn.
1: so it's, uh, so he knew what he was doing. but that was about it. I sat next to you for a bit. That: was That cool. was good. yeah, that was good. I work alone. Uh, it's fantastic. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, who do you think did pick uh, Missouri State first, as we're pointing fingers at Oh, that TV guy from Springfield that went fishing with Dana once definitely I, was the one who did it. I believe that guy got fired, so uh, we'll move on here.
4: <laughs> well, first off, thanks for having us today. Excited to be here.
3: Well, we're excited to be here. I always think when Missouri Valley Media Day and happens we're getting nearer and closer to tip-off of the regular season.
6: This is an exciting time of year for all basketball coaches. and players, and uh, we're certainly excited. We're no exception to that. We're really excited about our team.
2: Uh, it's been a great summer, a great fall with these guys. Uh, you know, really excited about this year's team.
6: Uh, yeah, yeah, excited. Uh, excited to be here and, and uh, get going. Uh, you know, when we hit uh, when we hit this day, of course, we get down here and get a chance to see everybody. It just means we're a little bit closer to playing a scrimmage. Great to see everyone. Exciting times. Uh, the season's right around the corner. First, first off, in a story conference and
3: going into year two, we're, we're, just, we're, we're excited. No. Uh, really excited uh, about, about our group. I would say that UIC fans should be excited. Um, they have something to be excited about again. Uh, Chicago fans, like, but we just want to be Chicago's team. Really excited about our schedule. I'm excited for our fan base. So, Like I said, to open up this day is exciting for us because we know we're getting closer. And we know we're getting closer to competition. And, and I know these guys are that's exciting for players because they're tired of practicing. Brian, can you hear me? I think it's we're taking it kind of one day at a time, trying to stack days, as we say, and and one week at a time. But this team is slowly improving. Uh, we're getting better each week. Uh, we're a talented group. We have a lot of good pieces. You got to earn it. You know, in between the lines, like whatever's on paper doesn't matter. You're good if you play good, right? I mean, everything else is kind of irrelevant. Whatever you know, this person, that person. You're good if you play good, and in this league. You gotta earn it in between those four lines. I have had opportunities, and you know, I really, I really waited until I felt like I was ready, um, until I felt like I had an identity. So for me, it's just been exciting. Just coming here with the, everybody having the same mindset, and that's to be able to control our own narrative and not let no one like else control it, and just play for what's in, what's on the front of our jerseys and not on the back. And you know, I think it's we're taking it kind of one day at a time, trying to stack days, as we say, and and one week at a time.
6: But we're building. Our focus right now remains really on building day-to-day.
1: I I can't even believe I'm going to cite him, but Bradley superfan Tony Sagetti on Twitter today. I think it's a good thing to use and Shout out Tony, that's my guy. He's probably one of my biggest supporters. It
5: definitely adds a little bit of fuel to the fire. Um, Makes us want to work harder every day in practice. Uh, Gives us an extra chip on our shoulder. We use that to fuel ourselves in practice and uh, just how we go about our our lives daily. Uh, We talk about each other having a big chip on our shoulder, you know, using that fuel to stand up, you know, fire views and practice and stuff like that, and to have a big chip on your shoulder, I
3: think that, you know, we've a lot of work uh, every day, and we've sort of had that that chip on our shoulder. Success doesn't drive me at all, it's the failures, and so I like to look at what I did wrong, where, where can we get better, and, and if that gives you a little more chip on the shoulder, that's great. If
6: you're the competitor, and these guys are the competitors that I know that they are, uh,
3: that'll form an even greater chip on their shoulder. They're very motivated guys, because all three of them have really improved since last year, so I'm excited for people to see that, but um, everybody's got to find a way to, to find that little, whether they're chip on the shoulder or that little extra motivation. But
6: we're building, uh, our focus right now remains really on building day-to-day. and It's a great
3: conference, I love it. I said quality league with quality coaches and quality programs. Tournament here is wonderful, March This is a great tournament, I say it every year. It doesn't really matter what the outside expectations are. If you're focused on coming in every single day and, and, and trying to, you know, put your signature work and get better that day. You know, it's not year one, year two. It's this year right here.
0: It's today. It's, it's, it's focused on these guys, these 13 guys,
3: um, you know, 14 guys with really, you really include a walk-on, Tucker still never beat me one-on-one. Uh, League plays different, and so we got we got to buckle up. We got to get ready to go. But it's a great challenge. It's a great opportunity. And you try to win, win games. The ball ultimately got to win games. Bottom line, you got to win the games.
6: Struggle is a part of growth, and uh, the only way we're going to grow is through adversity. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh,
3: I'm really excited. We're going to be really good because of how good we go together now. You hear the phrase now, I take receipts and all that stuff. I mean, there's a million cliches you can say.
6: Thanks Jack, uh, great to see everyone uh, exciting times. Uh, the season's right around the corner and um, like most we are looking forward to it. Uh, we have had a really good summer, good fall and um, excited about the core that we have coming back as well as some of the new pieces that we're adding. Um, Matthew Lee has returned from his knee injury and um, our young guys, our new guys, are will be guys that can help us. So um, excited about our non-conference schedule. We've got a couple quad one opportunities as well as an MTE against uh, teams that we feel like will be um, hunting for at-large bids as well. So um, other than that, you guys go ahead.
3: We'll start here in St. Louis with Steve Porter.
6: Coach, what are your uh, expectations for uh, Donovan Clay this year? Well, we expect Donovan to be one of the best players in this league. Uh, he's a complete player. Um, I feel like he's the best defensive player in the league. He can defend one through five. Um, he's a guy that can can play one through five on both sides of the floor, uh, capable of averaging 15, eight, five. Uh, just a guy that can can really do a little bit of everything, and so you know we expect him to to lead with his effort, with his um, with his play on the floor, and uh, ultimately uh, be be an all conference player. Next one's
3: up here in front. What?
4: Dana, just how is Matthew Lee, and how does he look right now as far as the progress from the ACL tear?
6: He's in good shape. He's been cleared to play. Uh, he practices two, three times a week. Does most of the drill work, uh, some live work. Um, just trying to navigate uh, the rest of his body to adjust to the to the knee. So, but he's he's probably ahead of schedule a little bit.
4: And I mean, that's, that's a new, that's basically a newcomer for the team as far as being able to play them in games and everything. And um, yeah, you have a lot of those guys returning for, uh, you, you have the core returning, just, do you have a better idea? Do you look at, like who's going to be playing and everything this year? Just when you had to spend some time figuring that back, figuring that out last year.
6: Yeah. I mean, we, we clearly know who, who we're playing and who our rotation guys are going to be and what, people's roles are and you know we've only we've added four new guys uh we'll, we'll plug them in accordingly but but the core of our team is back and and Matthew's definitely a, a big part of that
4: and we've been we've talked about Jonathan Magbo departing and the defense that kind of departs with him why is that not going to be as big of a deal as it might look to some of us kind of on the outside
6: well defense is a is a total team effort and um you know we may not be able to cover certain things a certain way because of his versatility but you know there's still a million other ways to to get the same goal so uh we'll we'll focus more on uh what this group is good at defensively uh, as opposed to last year what what that group was would be good at
3: coach ford it's extremely rare for uh teams in at this level to have a returning core as big as you guys do. How excited are you that you have arguably your top 3 players returning from last year?
6: Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, you know, first of all, it's a it's a testament to them be, because um they have options, but um with the help of our administration and and some very uh loyal supporters, we've been able to put together things where our players want to be at missouri state and um you know we have great facilities uh we, we we take care of them as as well as most and um i think they like each other which is really important uh and it's it's been a focal point of ours to keep our core intact as opposed to return as many as you can we we we, we rather say keep our core intact and uh, we we've been able to do that, and 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 not only that, but we like what we added because we feel like it was areas that we that we needed, um, in in which the core probably didn't give us, you know, from the beginning of the year. But I'm, I'm glad you you recognize that that core coming back, and it's a testament to the guys. Our next question will come from Zoom. Morning, Coach. John Tytel from
2: HoopsHB.com. Um, I don't usually ask about free throw shooting in these things, but since you were fourth best in the nation two years ago and fourth worst in the nation last year, um, is there any secret way to fix it in terms of do you just tell the guys to get in the gym or is there more to it to practice? And how big a concern is it for you going forward?
6: Well, I'm I'm sure these two can tell you that we've been shooting a lot of free throws. Um, Everything that we do starts with 15 minutes of free throws. And uh, it's, it's a major concern uh, because we feel like our favorite shots are layup, a free throw or, or rhythm three, but by the right guy. And so we have, we have definitely emphasized um, free throw shooting and, uh, we have shot literally thousands, wouldn't you guys say? I mean, and it'll be something that we do uh, every day. We, we'll start with 15 to 20 minutes of, of team free throws, and we chart every single one, and we know what they have all shot since our last game in this building, to, to be honest. So uh, it is a concern in, in regards to you can't simulate the pressure of the game but when they go to the line, that they won't lack the confidence because they know they've worked at it. So uh, I feel like they'll be more comfortable.
4: Front. For the guys, uh, you have the majority you have the core group coming back. Just how much have you noticed from the offseason that helped and how far you guys are, long, are along compared to maybe you were a year
5: ago, maybe compared to during the season a bit? We'll start with Alston, and then we'll go to Chance. Um. Like coach said, I think we all like each other, which is like very important. And understanding um, our roles, understanding what we can bring to the game has really helped us and made it easier for us to just play together and have that chemistry together on the court. Um, with our main core coming back, um, just adding just a couple guys to the group, I can really feel like our team is like really gelling this offseason. Um, I can tell we all like each other on and off the court, and it's going to show when we play together. Um, I'm expecting a great season for us.
4: Coach, where are you noticing that difference to where they know how to play with each other now uh, compared to maybe a year ago?
6: Well, I mean, I think, you know, just their approach to practice number one, it's more of a how do we get better as opposed to how do I prove that I can play or, you know, how do I prove. I want this position or I want to take that shot. It's more so of how do we get better as a group? Um, you can see it when, when they play amongst each other. It helps having Matthew, a guy that can really create not only for himself, but for others. Uh, it, it it allows for Austin to play his natural position, which which helps us tremendously. It allows for Donnie to then go up against even bigger players where he can now have an advantage. Um, uh, the intensity of our drills, uh, the expectations of of what we do on the court, off the court, so we don't have any distractions. I mean, that, there's just a laundry list of things that that I've been able to notice.
4: And you brought these two with you. These are young guys last year getting their first taste of real Division One experience as core players. Just where do you expect the growth of Alston and Chance? And there's a few other young
6: guys who got that experience last year as well. Well, I mean, I, I think number one, the the level of toughness and aggressiveness and uh assertiveness uh should should definitely take a step. Uh that that's the that's the only uh thing I think would, would hold these two guys back is if if they held themselves back. Um, you know, not having to really look over their shoulder this year um will, will help. Um you know, them them having more of a voice in, in what we do and how we do it, that's going to help. But um, I just think just just the maturity, you know, just another year under their belt. Um, last year was their first year playing. Uh, so I, I always – I consider these guys to be sophomores. And, and it, you know, they, they didn't have an opportunity to play their true freshman year. But last year was the first time they played extended minutes. And, and even last year, Austin played half the year and, and chance – average you know less than half the game but but that'll be different this year and um uh, I think everyone will see how much better these two have gotten Dana Kevin Lehman with uh, Valley TV uh last year you went to the first season of 20 game league schedule edition of Murray and Belmont teams you were familiar with from your from your days at Tennessee State and the UIC what are the challenges those new programs brought and also the 20 game league schedule? Well, first, it's great to see you. You look really good. Um, the challenge is, uh, you know, for for starters like uh, like Belmont, they they play such a different style than than most offensively in our league. So, from a preparation standpoint, uh, you, you really have to tweak some of the things that that you probably have worked on for the majority of the year. Um, and then you look at Murray State, um, a place with great tradition. Um, it's hard to win there. I think they proved that in their first year in our league. I, I'm not sure, with outside of Drake, if anyone beat them at, at their place. Um, and 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 then obviously UIC, uh, a program that's that's, that's got to find their footing in our league. It was a big jump for them, uh, not not necessarily as big of a jump for the other two because they're such supported schools from a resource standpoint, Murray State and Belmont. So um, they, they all present different challenges. And then the 20 games, um, it's different because you have to play a couple in your non-league, which takes away from um, – some opportunities that you get some games, maybe against some quality teams, but uh, and then you know you you may get caught like 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 last year we were still finding ourselves we had to play Bradley who who was a really good team and so I guess who you play early could 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 count and or or affect that but at the end of the day great programs with really good coaches and um, um, fantastic players so uh, it just gives us more parity to be honest
3: questions okay do you have any on zoom we have four minutes left in this interview session quiet sir coach what's your plan for
4: that you have one more scholarship correct just one vacant right now is there a plan for that is there a chance for mid-season ad just what do you look at that scholarship like uh right now we just got
6: it open um could potentially add someone at, at mid-year if, if that player becomes available but as of today, we, we, we've just left it open. Um, You know, we had a player leave in the middle of the summer and, and um, we felt like he was going to be a rotation guy, but it's allowed for us to, to invest a little more um, time, energy effort into the development of Tyler and Davion. So uh, currently we're just going to leave it open.
4: And Nick Kramer is one I haven't heard a lot about during the offseason. Is that one that, that seems like a really good three-pointer in high school, three-point shooter in high school? Just what's he look like, project like right now?
6: Yeah, I mean, he's going to have a chance to help us. Um, he has been out all of summer and fall recovering from a, a, a injury. Uh, he will start physical therapy. Uh, he started physical therapy yesterday. He'll start practicing maybe the second week of November and then hopefully be available uh, closer to December. So, but yeah, he's going to give us outside shooting, toughness, leadership, and uh, he'll, he'll definitely have an opportunity to to play as well. Is that the only injury? That's a real injury. I mean, we have other guys that are nicked, but, but he's the only guy that, that is out.
4: And, And for the guys, just some of these new people coming in, who's really stood out to you just
5: kind of been like, wow. when you're, when you're going up against them in practice. Um, uh, I do like Tyler Bay's game. I like uh, Davion's game. I think they bring a new source of energy for our team that I think we need. And they bring some type of uh, value that I think that from our rotation standpoint, that is going to be important down the stretch. Um, from what I've seen, I love uh, Davion's, uh, he has a great intensity in practice especially on the defensive end. Um, we definitely needed that. And uh, with Tyler Bay, um, I like his game. He has a he's a nice outside stroke, uh, great length, and um, I think he has some really good tools to be a good player in this conference. Just gonna run this dog to see if we
1: can find any type of uh,
6: human remains
2: that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.